You're listening to Iron Advocate, the podcast dedicated to you, the trial attorney. Sage, visionary, warrior, unfiltered, no holds barred, Iron Advocate. Join Bob Levant, Jeff Rebel, and today's top legal minds on a journey to discover how to kill it in the law without it killing you. Because being the best advocate for others begins with being the best advocate for yourself. Bob, we have talked a lot on our show about mentoring and the value of mentoring. And we've also had guests on who have talked about coaching and the value of coaching. And you and I have talked about coaching and we've coached each other over the years. What is the difference in your mind between a coach and a mentor? For me, for lawyers, the coach is the person that really helps you identify, <clears throat> pull out of you, and craft the vision, you know, which of course is ever-changing over time. A mentor, in my eyes, is you know, a lawyer who's really drilled down into the practice and can help you with the nuts and bolts of the relationships, the who to call, when to call them. Um, you know, sort of um, running the plays that the coach helps you draft in the playbook. That's kind of how I see the mentor. The mentor is down on the field. Uh, the, the coach is, you know, kind of up in the press box looking things over and, and helping you craft that, helping you craft that perfect play. Then you got to execute it. And, and what do you think the value of a coach is to lawyers. We've talked about the value of mentors, which is, is, is huge. But what is, a, what is the value of a coach to lawyers? As, as lawyers are sort of late getting in to the practice of utilizing coaches. Gosh, I think that, um, you know, if you can have a coach, like a, a skilled coach who also is a lawyer, you know, obviously that's, you know, that's sort of the, you know, I think the, the, the holy grail or the best case scenario, although not a necessity. Uh, or you could have more than one coach. Um, a coach really helps a lawyer protect against um, finding yourself too rigid within the practice, getting pigeonholed, um, you know, losing your kind of your identity for why you came into the law, staying creative. You know, the the practice, so often lawyers get, you know, trapped by their own professional success because they're defining themselves by how others in the profession see them or how they've kind of built themselves to be seen. And one of the great things that a coach can do is get you out of the way of that and, you know, back up above and take a really good 10,000 foot view of where your career is and how to navigate, you know, to a place of real satisfaction. And then again, back to your original question, you know, that mentor is really there to help you figure out how to put some of the dots together, relationship building. Um, but man, that, that I think that I think a coach is, I think critical for every, for every lawyer. Well, now there's, there's different, obviously lawyers are in different places in their career and, and, and mentors when we were younger in the law, uh, the value of a mentor, I think is even more pronounced and then as you engage and as you mature and as you get further in the law, 
mentors may not be as um, readily available, but your needs change. And is that where coaches can be even more valuable as you go further into your career? Sure, because I think the further you go, the more you run the risk of becoming a prisoner to your own professional identity. And, um, and in some ways, the more successful you've been inside of the law for a lot of lawyers, the more narrow you start to think about yourself because you're viewing yourself through that prism of, you know, the, the, the lawyer you've built, the success you have around you. And, and as I said, how others are seeing you, uh, which of course is part of what feeds your continuing work as a lawyer. And so absolutely positively that, because what comes along with that sometimes is a, um, you know, is a really a lack of creativity as you get further into your career. You know, you may be creative in the context of your practice, you know, within a single case or your practice area. But in terms of how you may view yourself and your vision for your career moving forward, um, I, I, th I think that um, I think that view becomes too microscopic for too many lawyers and a coach can help a really experienced, savvy lawyer um, find their way out of that. So if I asked you for, let's say, give me three profiles of lawyers either struggling with um, particular issues or at certain points of their career, crossroads in their career, or, or um, maybe even thinking of leaving the law. Could you think of three profiles of, of lawyers who might really benefit from utilizing coaches? Sure. I mean, I think, um, listen, a, a lawyer who is um, tangibly successful, you know, making a good living, uh, bringing in new work and is and is dreading going to the office every day. Um, so that lawyer, number one, is, I say, trapped by their own success. Right. So um, that lawyer may be able to find renewed happiness and vigor in the law. Um, but they're going to have to have the vision to look outside of their own current professional identity is one. Two, uh, I think a lawyer that has put in, you know, a solid, you know, whatever it may be, 10 years out of law school, and they just feel like, you know, they're not where they thought they were going to be uh, when they got out of law school and they start to think I'm getting out, you know, that their only answer is out of the law. Um, and I think that's a lawyer that is probably doing themselves a disservice by thinking the only way um, after that, you know, 10 year period, so to speak, uh, is by pulling the ripcord. Uh, and so that lawyer may just feel like they're kind of underwater. You know, maybe they spent a long time at a firm, thought they were going to become a partner, didn't, and they feel kind of lost. Um, three. I think that, you know, law school and learning to think like a lawyer benefits all of us. So I would say the third category are lawyers out there that have just been, you know, in the practice of law, uh, maybe moved around to a few jobs um, and have established a really solid toolbox of 
skills, um, critical thinking skills, negotiation skills, people skills, communication skills. Yet they're saying to themselves, you know, like, what do I do with all of this? You know, where, where can I drill down and take this within the law, um, you know, and maximize what I put in both professionally and from a happiness standpoint? I mean, we go on and on, but those are probably three buckets of lawyers that I think benefit from, from coaching. I agree with that. I'd add another, I'm not sure it's a profile. I'll just speak from my own personal experience of using coaches and I've utilized a couple coaches and, and, you know, full disclosure, Bob and I coach each other a lot and I've been doing that for years and years. And uh, an area of coaching that has helped me is just dealing with some of the, the anxiety, the dread, um, the balance of the practice has has been at times something I've struggled with, and I'm a litigator like you. Having coaches has helped me with that. It helped me to see something that where I was caught in my own head and couldn't uh, find another perspective. Helped me to have a much broader view. And coaching has been enormously helpful, and you've been enormously helpful in in talking to me about that at different times. And, and, and as of you to me, I mean, are you talking about you know a performance coach for a litigator? Um, or, you know, or, or other kind of lawyer, uh, you know, an appellate lawyer, uh, yeah, uh, and, and I, guess, lawyer. I mean, are you talking about, is that what you're identifying is, uh, essentially a, a performance coach? It's a good question. I think it's, it's a performance coach, but also somebody who, a coach who holds a large perspective. And now we have another category of, of professionals, therapists who arrive on the scene for that. You've got mentors, you've got coaches, you have therapists. A therapist can't do, a therapist helps you, helps, help, I'll speak for myself, it's helped me understand my own emotional structures, my relationship of my mind, of myself to my mind and how my own story gets in my own way. And it's helped me to grow enormously. Um, but the not particularly related to my profession that's more related to my overall life my profession being part of my overall life sometimes feeling like it's my entire life at times and, and you know when i feel like that you know it's never good and i have a, a family and my own loss of perspective at times because my intensity has been something that therapies help me with but coaching's helped me with to help to put things into a context so i'd say yeah uh, a coach who understands the law and to help having perspective on your own life, your balance, your place in the law. What do you tell a lawyer to look for in a coach? It's a great question. I would tell someone to look for a coach who is battle tested. And what I mean by that is I don't want somebody who is just taking coaching courses and is applying knowledge they learned um, in an academic setting or a, a theoretical setting. Not that that isn't valuable. It is valuable. But the difference between uh, a lawyer or a coach and a coach maybe who is a lawyer who has had sleepless nights, who has worried about uh, accusations, um, I'm just, I was working today, you know, Sunday and, and opposing counsel in a trial we're about to go into accused one of our lawyers of 
violating the rules of professional responsibility. And seriously, a one lawyer accused another lawyer. It is. It is shocking. It is shocking. Bob and I could tell you a story earlier in our careers where a DA, when we were public defenders, accused me of violation of press responsibility. He and I went out to a crack house on a Friday evening to to get witness statements so we can attest to it as young lawyers and as lawyers with the, the, you know, the anxiety of it. So yes, a lawyer shockingly accused another one of this. And having a lawyer that is, is a, a true story. That is a true story. Right? We, we went out to look for some ridiculously incredible, you know, uh, high witness to attest to the fact that mm. he would not violate the rules of professional responsibility. Mm. Anyway, In a crack house with no, we, with no, no power, no bathrooms, a bucket, a corner to pee in. I mean, it was. It's uh, another story for another day. But, but, <laughs> but, um, that. So I've mentored this lawyer we're talking about, and I told her how ridiculous it was. In fact, it was a violation of the rules of press responsibility, the accusation itself. And, and, and But that's another question. So double violations of double violation. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you talk to me that way? You accuse so, me of violating the rules. I'm going to accuse you of accusing me of so, violating the rules by right. accusing me. It of was. And it right, it never stops. There's a mirror. We're completely off tracks. We are completely off track. So so go ahead. So I'm telling you that this so in that scenario, having a coach who was a lawyer who's who understands what that feels like, who understands the fear, the dread, the panic, the joy, the the rage they when somebody the the rage get the the, the, right. Exactly. How you don't get the the rage is a it's a great point. How many times have we as lawyers read an email and just said, Hell no? I'm not taking this. And you get ready to fire something back. I mean, you and I talked about this about two weeks ago. I had a, Bob and I had, I had a case where, um, where the other side said that it was a domestic violence case. The other side accused, uh, or we decided to take a deposition of the, um, of the accuser. And they wrote back saying, this, your temerity for wanting to take a deposition is proof that your client is a domestic violence abuser. And I was so pissed when I read this. You know, I had this discussion. You're like, don't even respond to that. Don't respond to it. So coaching, you learn how to deal with your own emotional approach to the law and you start to see your emotions are affecting how you lawyer in ways you didn't even realize before. And that's one value of coaching. And that's something I think you need a lawyer for, but you need a very emotionally intelligent lawyer, somebody who's... um, who's not just caught in their head, who's not just caught in their own story, but has a larger perspective. So that's to answer your question. Yes. I, I mean, what you're, what you're identifying that, that coaching really helps with is reactivity. And that's reactivity to your own feelings uh, and insecurities about where you are in the law. If you want to re-examine your place in the law, that your own reactivity is, oh my God, I can't do that. What will people say if I, you know, if I, start doing this instead of that, or I changed my career that way, you know, people, people say, why, why, you know, why is he or she doing that? And then of course the reactivity inside of the litigation that you just identified, which is constant every single day. Um, and All as you just, right. As you just identified, yeah. you Jeff are in a, in a, you know, you're, you're running a, you know, a high end divorce practice and, you know, so often the lawyers, including yourself, will get caught in the client's reality. You know, the clients want you to enter their reality, which oftentimes is filled with, you know, mania surrounding divorce and custody issues. And, um, you know, 
to be aware of your own rea- reactivity as to you know when you're responding the way that the lawyer should or needs to and when you're responding because of interactions with a client. Um, that kind of thing. If you have a high-level coach who's also been a lawyer, that's a place where, listen, you can't call your mentor, you know, you know, with all of these kind of, of issues. They can be helpful in a broader sense. Um, right. But, but these- It's not, it's not of, safe to be that vulnerable with a lot of mentors. And I think that that's, it's also uh, a mentor is- there are limitations around a mentor. You, you can't be so narcissistic to call up your mentor and to have a conversation constantly about your vision. It has a more, mentors are oftentimes more situational, I think, as you pointed out earlier. And, and you know, mentors, massive value in mentors. But coaching is, a, is, is, is in addition to mentoring. It's not a replacement for mentoring, although there are a lot of things that have been diagrammed. There's a lot in common. No doubt. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Iron Advocate and that you take what you've learned and integrate it into your own personal practice. As always, we leave you with a minute of mindfulness. Breathe in. Breathe out. And we'll see you next time.